You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey there, everybody. <clears throat> it's Steve, or Steven, you know who I am. Uh, for, for, uh, for, this is not like episode 125, this is not what this is. This is, um, now, now I'm back here with Char from the lat, from episode 124. Um, here's the deal. There's a lot we didn't get to in the first, in the first part because we, um, talking about so many other things we never got around to have the stuff we're going to probably talk about today um in this part so this is the so this isn't a two-part episode this is more like if you want to listen to this it is here like this is if you want to listen to any of this listen to this part after listening to the first part so so if you choose not to listen to any any of this that we're about to talk about you don't have to listen to it it's your choice the other part is the main ep- is the main episode, the the part that is upload on that upload on the same day as this one that you're possibly listening to right now. Um. So, so pretty much it's not a two it's not a two part episode. It's not like it's not like I'm doing a two parter. That's not what we're doing. I'm just doing a a um episode of like. We're talking more about the stuff that we get that we didn't get to. And if you like to hear about it, you can listen to this too. If you don't, that's all on you. Anyway, besides that mess of a of a description, we are back. We are back here with Char. Hi guys, it's um it's great to be back for part two. Um, yeah, there was a lot that we didn't get to to in in the part one. So, I, I don't see this part one, part two. I see is the main episode, and if you want to listen to this part, <laughs> that's that's how I see it because I don't know. I mean, it just makes sense to me, I guess. I mean, if you're having me on for two different two two episodes right after like one right after the other, I feel like it could be a two parter. Um, but I'll try not to go back on anything we talked about the first time I was uh. On the show or podcast. Hey, hey, we circle around. That's just that's. I mean, that's that works if we circle around. You know. Anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, like we. I forgot what we ended off with last time, but um, but you told, but you just told me recently that you had your own freaking business, which I didn't know about. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a, a small business, personal brand thing. Um, I make my own, like, fan merch for, like, Homestuck things and other fandoms. Just, like, acrylic charms, and, and I have buttons and stickers and stuff like that. Very, very Etsy-like, but it's not on Etsy. Why, why don't you have an Etsy? Um, due to personal, personal preferences, and also I don't have, like, a, a an actual bank account, so... Um, I can't get paid through any of those selling apps, so it's kind of like a back alley uh, store type thing. There, DM me if you're interested in this merch, and we'll figure it out through PayPal. 
Are you are you telling me that you're like freaking getting your money for like for like the alleyway for the alleyways of your local town? Be like, hey, do you want do you do you want to have five of these? <laughs> Big trench yeah, it's like, up. hey, hey, kid, you like Homestuck? You want to <laughs> buy some Homestuck stuff? <laughs> yeah. Well, look inside my coat, and then I've just got like an array of like charms and buttons and things. Oh my god. <laughs> But you need, but you need a big account to 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 use PayPal. <laughs> yeah, I use I use PayPal. Uh, you don't need a bank account for PayPal. It's just, it's like it's just digital money. Um, I do have a card though that I can use to like use that digital money in real life. So it's I'm not restricted to just using it online. I mean, I I, I have a PayPal too, but like I'm still fairly new to it, so I don't know about any of that. <laughs> Um, well, they keep they keep changing the format, but um, it's pretty simple. People send me money. If I need to, I I send people money, um, and it can all just payment wise. Oh, because I know, because no one's ever gave me money yet on PayPal, but but I but I but I've used PayPal as like for that one touch feature where if you find something online, you just are too lazy to put in your information. You just click paypal and it does it all and it does all that for you yeah yeah i take advantage of that feature a lot when i'm online yeah that... um, but um yeah i last year i put out quite a bit of new merchandise mostly it, it was mostly all homestuck uh related but um for 2021 i've got a lot more things i've got planned and i want to branch out um, with that, and hopefully conventions will open back up, uh, so I'll be able to start boothing, because this last year I had a plan, uh, to booth with a cosplayer friend of mine, uh, who you've actually had on the show before, I noticed. Wait, what? Yep, mm -hmm. uh, Tiny Tab. Tiny Tab? You know Tiny Tab? Oh, everybody knows Tiny Tab. Um, no, they're a really great, really great cosplayer, really great person. Uh, but we were actually going to share a booth together at an anime convention that was supposed to be last year, but unfortunately due to the pandemic, the convention got shut down early. Well, it, it didn't even make it, like, to the to the launch day. It just kind of... We're delaying it until such and such day after the pandemic sort of thing. Wait, wait, so, so wait, Tiny Tab's, like, a celebrity down there or what? Like, how, like, like you're saying, like, everyone knows who Tiny Tab is. Hmm. Well, they're very, they're very popular, um... They're really nice, uh, so they're like they're able to be a lot more social than like me. I'm not very well known uh, yet, but uh, no, Tiny's have Tiny's have is a really good friend um, from a long time ago. I've known them since 2015, I think. Man, that's kicking it way back. That's like that's like my first couple up. That's like my second episode. <laughs> mhm. Mm uh, I think your third episode actually. My yeah, my third freaking episode. Like that is kicking it back. How did, did you really? Did you really scroll through all of that? Yes. Oh my god, man. Yes, I did. Uh, did you? Oh, did you end up listening to anything that I made? I'm guessing because you scrolled. I uh, well, I listened to your first episode, and I listened to the episode that featured Tiny Tav, uh, just to just to like know what I was jumping into. And what do you think? Well, 
I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Um, but that was very early on in your in your in your podcast. Yeah, that was that was really 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 early me. That that's that was freaking when I was just starting this whole thing and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> and that's okay, you know, when I started making um merchandise, I didn't know what I was doing. I was printing stuff off onto printable vinyl and cutting it by hand whereas my peers my artist cohorts, they had friggin' cricket machines and were ordering huge custom batches from manufacturers online. Um, and for a while I was only selling single-sided charms uh, from a more like a, a more than questionable or less than, less than questionable? I don't know. Uh, a not very trustworthy uh, place. So you, you we always start somewhere. Yeah. I mean, like, but, but I mean, like, ever since then, since episode one, now that, now, now that, from episode one, from episode 134, like, I, that's, that's crazy to think about already, that I surpassed the 100 mark, but, um, but, like, from then till now, I've been, I've done so many episodes that, like, that like it's it's just it's just crazy to think about that I've done this many and I talked to that many people and half of those be- some of these people don't even talk to me anymore. But like you know it's just I'm just glad I had them on and so now people can so so other people can figure out about them and whatever. Yeah, no, I totally feel you. Um, I remember back in sixth grade my uh, my first experience with a button maker. Uh, I wanted a button maker for like the rest of that time and I think it. 10, 10 or 11, no, it was a lot longer than that, um, years later, I finally was one, and then I bought another one, and I started with buttons and then charms, and now here I am getting ready to release, uh, my first full set of, um, enamel pins, which are crazy expensive to make, so I, I feel like, you know, definitely come a long ways. Yeah, you see, I don't, I don't have the skill set to make pins or patches or like, like the only thing I can make is like, like, my, well, the the things I feel like I'm really good at is that I is that my I can do photography stuff sort of. People say I'm good, um, even by and it's clear and it's clearly gotta be an accident because like every shot I've done, people say that I'm pretty good at it, but like clearly. It was like right place, right time thing because I don't, I don't know. I haven't done it so many times that I've been like, okay, I've been impressed by on my own by this, but um, but like uh, what's I saying? <laughs> no, 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 like that, and like, and you know, like when it come and when it comes to like T-shirts, I can make those like through like an app online. Like I have a red bubble and I have t shirts on my red bubble with my Yeah, own. I've actually I've never been able to get my stuff approved on Redbubble. No matter if it's like fan merch or uh or regular like original designs, they've never approved my stuff. So I always do it myself. How about have you ever tried like T Spring or T Public or something something some other site? 
Um, no, just because I'm I'm not really familiar with those ones, like as I am with Redbubble. Um, but I I think I prefer having it all done myself. That way I know it gets done right. And if there's a failure, then the only person I can blame for that failure is myself. Yeah, because because cheap plug. Go buy my merchandise. um yeah the last one of the last charms i actually ordered um it was a it's a dangling uh aridin ampora charm uh i ordered the first the top half correctly but the bottom half came out wrong and i got so mad and i realized it was my own fault because i didn't check the settings when i was ordering them are you are you proud of your art Um, i'm pretty sure you are but like you proud of your art Oh yeah, no, I'm still proud of my art, and I ended up uh, reordering those. Um, both, uh, I ordered a bottom half to match the top half that was correct, and then I ordered a top half to match the bottom half that was incorrect, and I can sell those ones for cheaper, or like give them to friends or whatever. That way, that way, nothing's getting wasted or, or um, you know. Yeah, I can I can just imagine you on the side of the street being like, "Hey, kid, want some pain stuff." <laughs> Well, one of my one of my favorite things to do when I'm cosplaying at conventions is to be that cosplayer that gives out free like cool free stuff yeah. to people who like ask for a photo or compliment, and um, yeah, like um, maybe at some point when con- conventions are back up, I'll be like handing out stickers or buttons or even like if I make that much money at that point in time. Uh, little free acrylic charms of, like, whatever character I'm cosplaying. I think that'd be cool, because I always remembered cosplayers that would give me stuff um, at conventions, and I always thought that that's so neat, and I always hold that dear, because, like, this person, this random person gave me this item for free. Mm -hmm. For no reason. Like, I thought that was the coolest, like, act of kindness. I want to be that person. Yeah, I mean, like, for me, when I, I mean, the last convention I went to was C2E2 2020, and that was way back in February of last year before the pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah, the, the last opportunity to go to a convention would have been TaiyuCon 2020, which was in January of last year, right before the pandemic. Yes. Um, and we couldn't go because we couldn't, uh, we didn't have enough money, time, or a way to get there. Yeah, so like no but but um the the but the reason I bring that up is because when I go to conventions, I mean my act of kindness I do, I guess, is that I bring cards with all my socials for my podcast on it and I just hand it out to people that I take pictures with or just anyone and be like, Hey, I do a podcast, check it out <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah, I used to I used to do that. Um I used to walk around conventions with a skeleton with eyebrows. Uh, painted on it, and I have, I had had, it's not very active anymore, um, a fairly popular Tumblr blog uh, that was dedicated to skeleton memes t- uh, way back in 2015 all the way up to 2017, um, and I would give people, like, little business cards that I made, uh, just like, oh yeah, go check it out, uh, your photo will be posted up here, and if you can tag you in it, give proper credit. Because they would just take photos with the skeleton, because it was neat. <laughs> he, um, he, he, they seem to be a little, uh, they seem to be a little on the, uh, on, I'm trying to think of a pun, but I can't think of it. 
<laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It got so popular that um, people people would uh, recognize us like at convention and be like, oh, I, I have you. I follow you on Tumblr. Your blog is so humorous. And then we'll go, A, because the, the humorous is a, a bone. <laughs> like, like no, no, they, no, you got everyone, you got everyone taking fun with the, with the, with the legit funny bone. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. No, but I feel that can, here's my prediction. All right. For this year, 2021. All right. So the vaccine is already on a roll. Like it's already trucking in small doses you know what I mean, um, and like, and like, I feel by uh, what's to say, May, June, possibly July, well, the public will be able to get their vaccine, and possibly by late July, going into the fall, we'll pro- we'll get conventions again. Oh, here's hoping for like late July, early September, because uh, the anime convention that Chinese have and I were going to be boothing at uh, takes place in September. So, uh, well, what's what's this hope that my prediction's right and that's how it, and that's how it rolls? What's what's this hope? <laughs> um, I mean, like, I mean, like C two E two this year got moved. From this time of year all the way to December of this year. Do you think it's still going to happen in December, or, or do you think that it's going to get pushed again? If if my prediction isn't right, it's going to be pushed again. I I fully believe that. If my prediction doesn't come true, then that's what's going to happen. Um, same with same with Anime Midwest, same with Con Delete. We're going to have another year that's conless if my prediction doesn't become right. I believe. Yeah, actually, um, I I did put a hold on cosplaying uh, during the pandemic because there was no there were no conventions or anything, and you don't want to go to meetups. Um, so I actually I haven't made any cosplay items except for like when I get commissioned to make cosplay horns, and that's about it. Have um speaking of cosplay and conventions, have you ever do you watch like those YouTube cosplay groups? Um, like when they they go around conventions in character, or like like do you know like like DKI for example? No, I no I don't. Wait, you don't you don't watch those? Mm-mm, no, uh, I used to be big into cosplay like media, um, back in like 2016, but um, also back in 2016 I was quite the. Uh, the con drama starter, so um, after I kind of grew out of start causing drama, I, I grew out of uh, watching cosplayers uh, run around conventions and stuff in cosplay. Yeah, because, um, because I mean, like, I to be fair, I only have done um, one cosplay so far, and that's my OC. I don't see needs a lot of work. I mean, like I had, a st- I had everything planned out for him. I had a story. I had everything, and then, but then I was like, okay, this doesn't make any sense, and so now I'm back at square one. But yeah, um, 
I used to I used to plan to cosplay my characters, uh, most of my fan trolls. I really wanted to cosplay or, or have someone cosplay them with me. Um, back about three years ago, when Tide Pods were the meme, I designed a Tide Pod themed fan troll. His name is Tid Pod, and he's a good boy. No, he's a bad boy. Um, and he's kind of got like a scene aesthetic. And then last year, early last year, back when the pandemic was a joke, because uh, everyone was like, oh, haha, you know, coronavirus, haha. Um, I designed a COVID 19 themed fan troll to be kind of essentially Moirails with my Tide Pod fan troll, and his name is uh, Corona. Hey, t- two two things you're not two things that shouldn't be taken lightly. <laughs> right, Tide Tide Pods and and COVID nineteen, uh, and I actually, if it's not in poor taste when conventions open back up, I will probably still try to cosplay um, e- either one of those trolls as a joke because the character design for them is so like detailed that I wouldn't mind seeing how it looks like in real life. Yeah, well, I mean. I, I don't know that I think that I think that's kind of risking it, especially especially the first conv- since since after the pandemic will be over, it would be the return of everyone to a convention, not just one person. The return of everyone and freaking tie pods, how that went, and the coronavirus literally getting out of it. I don't think making fan trolls of that and even wearing them to a convention right after we went went through this horrible year and a half of pandemic it's gonna you know be in taste <laughs> no it's, it's not gonna be in taste to wear to a convention but i still wouldn't mind cosplaying it like bringing it to real life like because one of the the, the coronavirus co- uh, fan troll he's got bright obnoxious orange like trip pants but they have the zippers so they can turn into shorts mm-hmm. and like platform converse and i i wouldn't mind seeing how those look in real life i think like, just the outfit design um, and the character. And, of course, you know, he wears a face mask and gloves. Um, so it's not like it's, like, making fun of it. Essentially, but he's the embodiment of it. Uh, kind of like a social outcast. Like, he's got a whole backstory. You know, after this pandemic is over, I'm never wearing a mask again. <laughs> I remember, I remember um, last, the last two, two years, so 2019... Uh, at an anime convention, I bought one of those uh, kawaii face masks mm-hmm. to wear to wear with my cosplay because I didn't like the way my, my face looked. Mm-hmm. And um, I wore it one time. My glasses fogged up. I did not enjoy how it felt having my face covered. And I, I put it in a box of miscellaneous props um, and accessories. And then last year, early last year, they were like, oh, we're going to have everyone face- wear face masks. And I had to go, like, digging for it, because it was, like, the one face mask I had. And I still, I hate it, and I don't wear it, but I still have it. No, because, you know, here's the funny thing, right? So I went to Daisho Con for my very first time two years ago now, in 2019, because now that's two years ago now. Um, so, yeah, in 2019, I went to Daisho Con, and, you know, that's before the pandemic hit, so it was like, I didn't expect the pandemic to hit anyway. But, um... But I bought a mask there where when you put it on, you when you turn it on, you put it on. Whenever you talk or there's music playing, it the lights 
uh, blink or flicker or whatever. Like, like the mask lights up every time you talk and every time there's music playing. So Yeah, like, it's uh, sound reactive. That's what it is. Yeah, I bought one of those because it looks really cool, right? And I thought I would wear it and I was going to love it. But then the pandemic hit and I had to wear a mask all the all the freaking time. And now I just don't want to wear a mask anymore. <laughs> I, um, I might still wear a mask because I do like having the bottom of my face covered. And I'm glad that I'm, like, more used to wearing a mask now. Um... So I actually, I might still keep wearing masks after the pandemic is over. This well, is a personal preference. Well, I mean, like, after the pandemic is over, I'm not, the only way I wear a mask, like, like, the only way I wear a mask after this pandemic is if it's for, in taste of cosplay. Other than that, not wearing that thing anymore. <laughs> I don't, well, nowadays, nowadays, I feel like, um... You go outside and you're not wearing a mask, you know, because you're not inside, you're, you're not in a building, you're not surrounded by people. And I feel like my face is naked, like, oh, I should really be wearing a mask. And it's going to take a while to transition back into, you know, um, you know, you don't have to wear a mask, don't worry about it. It'll feel weird until you, until you get used to it. Are you doing a show? Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, but, um, I just forgot, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, under, I understand that about like, about like going, going outside and you're feeling naked because you're not wearing the mask and all that stuff, but still, I mean, I, yeah, it's, I'm not saying it's pleasant. I'm just saying that like, it's going to be weird going back to what was normal and having it not be normal anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, um, I mean, like, the, the, conven the convention scene these days, well, not, well, not, the, we can't, I can't say these days because we haven't had one since 2019. Yeah. Early 2019. So I can't say the convention scene now compared to then, but, the convention, the convention scene then, I can say, I mean, it was fine. I mean, there was nothing really going on with it, but like, that's going to probably change a whole lot after the pandemic's over and everyone's allowed to go back and that's going to be something. <laughs> like, like, it's the whole, the whole thing is going to change. Well, I mean, there were still quite a few people wearing uh, face masks to conventions. When I'm not talking not talking about the mass, just the whole con scene in general. <laughs> like like um like not being able to be crowded like shoulder to shoulder in the vendor hall. Yeah, probably that. The the lack of the lack of ramen, which I would be fine with because I don't like ramen anyway. Um and like, you know, like You won't be able to like eat eat food conveniently wherever because uh you need one hand to hold your mask up and the other hand to hold your food no i mean i mean i don't know the con suite at con out the lee and anime midwest this year if they do happen are going to be drastically different i know i know for a fact there won't be a line lining up in the in the con suite for that for that ramen because why why the heck would you do that Right. Uh, I remember one year at Phoenix, Phoenix Comic Con. Uh, right after I think the 
the third season of Rick and Morty came out, they were doing a screening in the hotel that was right next to the convention, and you would get, like, free pancake, free pancake breakfast uh, while you sit and watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> um, and... Sorry, go ahead. Do you guys have the Consuia in your conventions, or is that just a thing around here? I have a thing around where you are. Um, is the Consuia kind of like a, a lounge, or is it more like an otaku closet, like a swap meet? This Consuia is... Um, so, basically, uh, there's this there's this place called the the Hyatt, Regen, Hyatt Regency O'Hare which is in this town called Rosemont next door to the convention center. And it's like literally like next to the convention center. They're like butting heads almost. Yeah, we've, we've got a Hyatt right next to our Phoenix Convention Center as well. So, Yeah, when, when you go there, they have, um, when you go up to the second level, there's a giant, there's a doorway that goes into a giant room with a giant skylight in it. And, and it's a big round room with a, stair, or a, or a staircase in the middle. And and there's a bunch of tables and people just sit and eat there and talk there, and um, and then there's a line and then they have a they have a section part off behind doors that people line up and go through the line and people can eat can get like ramen. At one part of the day, there were some shows like, <laughs> you know. Hmm. I don't think I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that where it was food, but we um. At Sabotin Con, we have this, like, anime swap meet type thing called the Otaku Closet, um, where instead of, you know, you, you're talking about where people can line up and get food, uh, people line up to buy anime goods, like, used or secondhand for very, very cheap uh, from other cosplayers or other, other attendees, um, and that that's kind of what I'm thinking of when you, when you, when you think about the, the... The con the suite. suite. Yeah, the con suite or whatever. Yeah, I mean, no, the con suite, I mean, it's nice. You know, I, I'm hardly, when I'm at convention, I'm hardly in there anyway. Because because there's nothing to do in there unless I have a bunch of friends with me and we just want to sit and talk. But that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, right before, um, for Phoenix Comic Con, uh, I think 2016... Like, 2011 to 2016, uh, our Phoenix Convention Center in Arizona had kind of like a partnership with the Hyatt Hotel uh, right next to it. And um, if you would cross the street from the convention center to the hotel, uh, the hotel would actually host like a game room. Uh, it was like a, like where it would have like tabletop games, board games, card games. Um, and then of course there would be people like lounging, sitting, and they they decorate and stuff for the convention as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, but does your conventions have been the hotel just as much as the convention center, or is everything in the convention center? Um, it actually it it was it was a lot like the hotel would be just as crowded as the the convention center would be. Um, the reason I say right, um, uh, 20, 2017 and before. Is because was it twenty four was it twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen, um, where that guy tried to kill the uh, the Green Ranger. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Um, well, we had an incident where a guy came in with a bunch of uh, assault weapons dressed as the Punisher, and he, he came in trying to... Uh, he was going to attempt to shoot uh, Jason David Frank, who was the actor for the Green Ranger in the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger series. Mm-hmm. I think I heard and about then, this. Yeah. And um, right right after that, like that day, and then the day after that during the convention, um, they got rid of several weapons booths. Um, they upped the security like tenfold. And then the year after that, uh, they stopped hosting at the Hyatt. Like we stopped, like the Phoenix Comic Con stopped doing anything with any outside buildings at all. Because, um, you know, because, uh, what's my caught at Amy Midwest, the, at Amy Midwest, that one, um, that one takes place in the convention center and the hotel. So there's stuff that happens in the hotel and the convention center. But on the flip side, kind of delete, which is owned by the same person takes place only in the hotel and not the convention center. So, I mean, like... I... Yeah, Sabotin Con takes place only in a hotel. It takes place in the Sheridan Hotel, which is nice because then you get, like, five days where you don't leave a building unless you're going to get food, but even though they sell food in the hotel. Now, you see, the problem with me isn't the food, which is nice, but my problem isn't the food. My problem is just, like... You know, this is a con. We're all supposed to be together. So, it's either one or the other. Come on, it's either it's either just happening in the hotel or it happens at the convention center. If it happens at both, then that's. I mean, I understand that it winds up the audience, but like, come on, man! I, like, can't we just all like be together in this one convention center and just do our things in this one building? <laughs> well, um, uh, the problem with that is multiple reasons, like with Phoenix Comic Con, that's one of our, I think, I think that's our largest convention in Arizona. Um, the convention center is three separate buildings, and the convention still got too big for those three buildings. Uh, so they would host with um, the Sheridan, the Hyatt, and the Renaissance hotels that were around in downtown Phoenix. Because I remember in 2012, at one of my first conventions, it was like 11 at night, we went up a broken escalator in the Renaissance Hotel after the, the convention center closed for the night. Uh, and we went and we watched a Halloween concert in, like, an abandoned room on a random floor in the Renaissance Hotel. That's, so it's, that's it's crazy. Like a, yeah, it's, it's like a random random experiences that don't actually happen in the, in the convention center. Um that sometimes ends up making your whole con worth it. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been going to conventions since 2015, so I mean, like, it's, I mean, like, my first convention, I never went back to since, <laughs> because, because it's a because it just ended up being lame and eh, and not even worth it to go anymore. Um... By the way, it was it was a Wizard World, the Chicago one. Um, yeah, and um, I'm not gonna lie. After after going to conventions for many many years, you I I even I was starting to feel like that where it was getting kind of boring. Uh, where you've done everything, you've seen everything, you know practically all the all the vendors at this point. 
But, um, no, it's not. But I, well, I feel like I feel like after a year of not going to conventions, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, hopefully at the next convention re-experiencing all the things that I was bored with. Like you don't know what you have uh, until it's gone. Yeah, but now when it came to when it came to Wizard World, it wasn't that oh I knew everyone I was just bored of going there. It's just like Wizard World just flat out just sucked. <laughs> Let's just be honest; it just sucked, and and it, it was. It, and I mean, not to say I didn't have a great time. I did. It was my first convention ever. I had a blast, but like, it wasn't good enough for me to go back next year. And, Ooh. And so, and so, like, after I went to that one, that's when I started going. That's when I went to my very first anime Midwest the next year after that, which led to me going to um, C two E two. Which led me to go to Con of Delete, and then which led me to go to the Chicago Pop Culture Con, and then this is where we stand now in the convention and C two E two and all that stuff, and this is where we stand in my convention list that I go to every year. <laughs> yeah, I used to I used to go to almost every single convention in Arizona except for the ones that took place in Tucson and Flagstaff, just because that was too far, um, and I used to live right in downtown Phoenix, and. I would staff for the majority of the convention, so I'd be able to get a free ticket already, and all I would need to do is find money for, like, hotel, transport, and merchandise, um, which made it even more convenient at the time to just, like, hop on the train and get down there uh, for the weekend and then just, like, bunk with some, some other people. Yeah, I mean, it's just... <clears throat> I mean, like it's it's just like I can't. I mean, the the sad part is is that the Chicago, that in the case of the Chicago Pop Culture Con, the venue that the venue that I usually have is at shut down, <laughs> and so and so um and so not because because I think I think it's partially because of COVID, we because of COVID and because of the venue shutting down. Now they gotta find a new place. I don't know where the heck they're gonna do it this year if that even happens this year. Yeah, and that's actually that's a big problem that a lot of conventions because sometimes they even get shut down uh, because the venue ends up being too small because of the the attendee uh, turnout in the end. Um, like if like if the event gets way too big uh, to host, which is probably why Phoenix Comic Con originally took place in Mesa, and um, then they moved to the Phoenix Convention Center back in the day because it, it just got so large and then they took over all three buildings and then they took over the three nearby hotels um, just because it, it got to be that size. So maybe maybe it'll shut down because they're trying to figure out a bigger location to, to move to. Yeah, because um, yeah, because the venue was a whole t it, it was basically no, the, the place it was at was called the Fesset Run and and next to the Pfizer run, they have a place called the Mega Center, which was basically a convention hall that was disconnected from the from the thing, from the actual hotel. And since and since the Pfizer run closed down, the Mega Center closed down with it. So that so that means that they can. It, it wasn't that it, it got so big that they can't hold it there anymore. It's just that the hotel shut down, so now they need to find a new venue. But oh, like the hotel actually like closed. Uh huh. If you go oh. there now, it's all fenced. Like the whole 
perimeter is fenced off. You can't even, like, go... You can go up to the building, but you can't, like... But there's just a fence, so you can't even, like, get to the building. <laughs> hmm. Well, then I don't know what to tell you. You might be, uh... You might be SOL for a venue there. They'll probably just relocate to another, uh... To another hotel, though, honestly. Yeah, right. I'm think I'm predicting they're gonna they're gonna just go across the street to the other hotel that that's way smaller, but the the pop culture kind of small anyway. So I mean, yeah, that'll probably be a possibility for you guys. Yeah, needless though. Um, I mean, like that. It's just I don't know. I mean, everything's been crazy. Years been crazy and all that stuff, and you know, not much, not much is really, uh, not much is really have has gone on in the convention scene. Cause I'm, if, if there if there was a chart, all right, the graph, that like the the amount of cosplay that has been done in the year two thousand twenty, pre, no, no, per after the month of February, even March. I'm pretty sure that if there was a graph in front of us right now, that num that number would be pretty low right now. <laughs> I don't know. I um I I keep up on like TikTok and stuff, and I feel like it might be higher, but the debut of cosplays would be low lower because there's a lot of people cosplaying right now in their own homes and like doing like private photo shoots and stuff, um, not with conventions or anything or events. They're just doing it. And I think it's just because people are restless. So I, I actually think if there was a graph in front of us, the number would be higher for cosplays done in 2020, but the number would be lower for cosplays debuted at conventions, just because there's a lack of conventions. Yeah, but like, but, but like, um, but, but wait, private photo shoots? Like, I'm talking about conventions, not that. No one can, I'm playing. Well, I know, I know, but like, um. I'm playing around, I'm playing. On the, on the internet. Um, just because people are restless, they're doing more stuff. They're like, oh, well, now I've got time because I got furloughed from my job to make all these props I didn't have time for, make all these cosplays. And with the technology we've got, everything's crisper and cleaner and faster. Um, so people, yeah, they're not cosplaying at conventions yet, but hopefully when conventions start to open up or, like, internationally, there, there are conventions going on now uh, internationally. I know... Some of my friends, uh, I want to say it's in New Zealand. They've got they've got conventions going on, and uh, I'm I'm extremely jealous of them. The only in-person convention I heard of that has, that has, has happened in the past year, um, that's outside the states, was um, is Armageddon Con, which is I don't I don't know what country that's in, but but it's called Armageddon Con. That's the name of it. Yeah, I think I think that's the one I'm talking about. But um, I'm I'm still extremely jealous that they're they've gotten to the point where they not only not only are they having uh, in person conventions, but at the photos I've seen, there is a severe lack of masks, and and their need for masks seems extremely low, which I really wish. Uh, United States uh, people could also get figured out that the more we wear the mask, the less there might be a need for it because the less of the spread of the virus. Yeah, because because over 
on the other side of the pond, everyone everyone's playing the curve because they because they because they because they, they were on it when it hit. Yeah, they they were on it. They took it seriously. Um, unfortunately, Americans aren't that bright. So, no offense, to any Americans listening to this, but uh, if you know, if you have a relative or or a friend that just refuses to wear that mask in, in public or whatever, I, I I'm gonna say it. Uh, I blame them for the curve not flattening. They're like one, one in a hundred thousand or whatever, because of it. One in a one hundred thousand. What? <laughs> I don't know. One in a very large number of people that aren't helping us get rid of this virus. Well, I don't think it's thousands, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's too many. Oh my god. Well, I think well, I think that almost forty five minutes is enough to to get out everything that we were talking about. Am I right? I mean, we talked about. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. I think we covered quite a bit. You know, we actually talked about conventions and cosplay more. <laughs> and we, and I think we've covered everything in the other one where we were talking about the. Um, we talked about all your about what you do for a living, all that in the last episode and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about my personal uh, work. <laughs> no, it's fine. But yeah, let's bring it on home. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this part that you. Um. Oh, let me reword that. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this part of the episode that that you can listen to if you want to. I guess part two, if you if you want to call it a part two of um, episode one thirty four. Um, if you listened to, to this, thank you. If you didn't, well, I mean that's up to you. Um, <laughs> I'll plug myself again, as you can find me on Twitter at nostalgiavamp. Follow me on Facebook at cybertimebite. Um, buy all my merchandise at RevBubble.com under Crash Steven Gear. And also follow my other podcast I do in the service pit with Service Breakdown right now as we are deep in 20, we're, we're 20, we're 20 plus deep episodes. So make sure to go listen to all those because they are amazing and we, and we have a lot more stored for you. Hopefully you guys enjoy um, how about you? Where can, uh, people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Technocaddy, on Tumblr at Technocaddy, or on Twitter, uh, at Cramdander. Uh, that's, that's about it. I think I do have some stuff on Depop at Cram Creates, but it's not much. How do you not follow me at this point? <laughs> Like, how are you not following me at this point? <laughs> and I, no, this is a legit question. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I don't know. I get busy and I have a bad memory. Ha- hashtag memory folds. <laughs> Alright. Anyway. I want to thank all of you for watching. Or listening. Depending on what, what platform you're on. <laughs> um, 
that that being Anchor or Spreaker or YouTube or whatever the heck. I want to thank you all for listening in, and I hope all of you have a fantastic day or night or afternoon or whatever. <laughs> See ya.